0: This evening's reading, which is very brief, comes from the book of Proverbs, the fourth chapter, verse 23. Above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. These are your words, Heavenly Father. They are your truth. We pray that you would strengthen our faith through them. Amen. One of my first years here on campus, when I was teaching, I had a a student here who happened to be from a communist country had been raised under communism and had gone to schools that were heavily influenced by communist thinking and um, as she was going through religion class one day we happened to be studying the words of Jesus from his Sermon on the Mount and uh, talking about how uh, talking about matters of our heart and she came to me after class that day and uh, she said, I want to thank you for talking about that. And I said, oh, well, sure, why? She said, nobody's ever told me about that before. And um, I started asking her more questions about what she was taught. She said, well, I was pretty much raised to believe that I'm an animal. I was raised to believe that really my life is matter. And um, I, I didn't, I'd never really thought about things inside. But she said, I've always felt something inside and I didn't know other people felt that way. She said, today you were talking about things in class about feeling guilty, like when you'd lie to someone, and she said, I I didn't, I really didn't know other people felt that way. And I said, well, haven't your parents ever talked to you about your conscience and about that inside of you, this kind of inner life inside of you? She said, no, nobody's ever talked to me about that before, so I want to thank you. It was really kind of shocking to me. I want to read you something from Dr. Francis Schaeffer. He says, People are unique in the inner life of the mind. What they are in their thought world determines how they act. This is true of their value systems, and it is true of their creativity. It is true of their corporate actions, such as political decisions, and it is true of their personal lives. The results of their thought world flow through their fingers or from their tongues into the external world. I'm going to read that again. I like that. He says, the results of their thought world flow through their fingers or from their tongues into the external world. This is true of Michelangelo's chisel and it is true of a dictator's sword. It's quite a comment. In other words, you as a human being are not just a product of the forces that surround you and you're not just this flesh and bones package that there is, but there's something going on inside of you. There's an inner life. There's something inside of you in your mind and with this heart that's being discussed in the text we have before us. And Christianity goes there first. Christianity is a religion of the heart. The passage before us says that we are to guard our hearts. It is the wellspring of life. The Oxford Dictionary describes a wellspring this way, an original and bountiful source of something, the way water comes gushing out of the ground of an underground spring. That's how we are to view our hearts based on what this passage is saying. Sometimes our hearts can produce things that, uh, in our lives, that are hard for us to almost understand years ago I had another young lady a college student come to me and um, she uh, was was away at college her parents were members of the church I was serving I would never really met her before and she wanted to come in and confess her sins to me because she said that uh, she had recently been been trying cocaine and heroin at parties she said if you would have told me I would have been doing this a few years ago in high school I would have thought you'd be crazy She said, I don't understand myself. Where is this coming from? Where in the world? How in the world did I get to the point now where I'm doing hard drugs that I never would have even thought about before? What has happened to me? She said. And we sat and talked about it and and we got her to trace it back to certainly her heart. There were things that were going on in her mind and heart that had caused her to make these rather poor decisions. And if you've ever done something that you look back on now that was just absolutely despicable, if you've ever done something that, that even now shocks you about yourself, or certainly at least would shock other people that, that know you, if you've ever fallen into something that is, is just so depraved, and you wonder, where in the, how in the world did I get to this point? Where did this come from? That's where it starts, in the wellspring of our hearts. Jeremiah says this the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked who can understand it? Whatever your crime was and the outward actions It all started somewhere else deep inside of you that this is why this is why psychologists go to prisons to interview serial killers and they try to break down their thinking and find out how did you get to this point because we need to make sure to stop it in other people it's not just the outward murders that took place. We got to find out how did this happen in you? What happened in your childhood? What happened in your life and your upbringing and your thinking? What events took place that made something internal in you get so spoiled and corrupt? Someday I hope you're blessed with being a parent. It's a blast. It's a wonderful thing. But you will find that when you're dealing with your children, what you're concerned about most is what's going on in your child's heart. Watch a mother who's dealing with a little boy who's, who's maybe fighting or acting out in some way. And it's not the kicking and the biting and the yelling and the screaming that bothers her so much as why? What is it in this child of mine that's making this happen? What is going on in this child's inner life inside of his or her mind and heart that's causing all of these activities to take place? That's what she wants to address above everything else. The book of Proverbs we're reading from goes on to say later on, as a man thinks, so he is. As a woman thinks, so she is. The thought activity in this inner life inside of you and me is how we are. It really produces the outward life. Jesus said it this way, a good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. And that's why he said to the Pharisees, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Your mouth becomes the the place where the, the, the wellspring comes out. And it's not always so good, is it? I know it's not in my life. But the gracious God of Scripture who penned these words for us, God the Holy Spirit, who put these words down for us to study and learn and to know about, has come into the world to claim your heart. And he's done that by taking you to the cross. He does that by bringing you to the forgiving love of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And when that takes place, when God in your heart comes and causes you to see your sin, repent of it, and seek God's grace and forgiveness, and to treasure his mercy, to treasure that compassion that he shows you in Christ, when that takes place, God is planting his flag in your heart. God is claiming that territory. He is he is claiming you as his own dear child. And he has hijacked the wellspring of your heart. And by his activity, by his work alone, he wants that well to now produce good things and wonderful things toward him and his kingdom. Now there may be times when we're still struggling with thoughts of things that we've done in the past and, and our own minds, our own inner life inside of you might challenge you and make you wonder if you're even a child of God with some of the despicable stuff that you and I have done in our lives. But as the Bible says, if, if our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our hearts. Thanks be to God. So how do, we, how do we guard our hearts? That's the point of this text. How do we safeguard this wellspring that's there inside of us? You're doing it right now, sitting and listening to God's holy word. You do it when you receive the sacrament for the forgiveness of your sins, when you allow the Holy Spirit to penetrate deep down inside of your thoughts, when you confess your sins before God and receive his mercy, when you're honest about your confession, when you're truly actually honest about your confession before God so he comes to forgive you of everything you've ever done wrong you safeguard your heart through your prayer life surrounding yourself with fellow believers who want to encourage you and support you and and keep you going in this faith and when doubts arise inside of you you can safeguard your heart by taking them to places where they can be answered in the light of God's saving word My mom was tremendous at working on my heart. She was, from God's perspective, a heart surgeon. And she labored at that, and trust me, there were a lot of days that was really hard work. The last hymn that I got to sing with my mom before she died at a family devotion we sang. About an hour and a half later, she died. The last hymn is the one we're going to sing at the end of our service tonight, and it's kind of become a famous Bethany hymn, if you will by Thomas Kingo. On my heart, imprint thine image. Blessed Jesus, King of grace. May that always be the prayer for each one of us as we go through this life, as we someday look forward to the blessed home in heaven God has prepared for us. Amen.